Welcome to D Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about a group of high school students who get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. My name's Riley Wesson, I'm this campaign's dungeon master, and I'm joined by my friends, my players, and my chocolatiers. Uh, <laughs> sup guys? Sup? Nice. Danielle did not like that I one. mean, I was cringing at the idea of being your friend and then you called me a chocolatier and it got worse. Well, that's fair. Just a downhill slide. Yeah, like a cha-cha slide, but downhill. Slide to the left. Slide to the right. Uh, hi. Uh, my name is Brandon Lindsay, and I play Cecil McNamara. And uh, guess what, guys? I got a question for y'all. Ooh. Whoa. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, what is your character's favorite spell? Or uh, if you have a favorite like class ability or something like that, or a skill that you have. Um, for Cecil. He has a couple that he really enjoys. I think he does really enjoy turning into animals, but I think more recently he's uh, been really fond of Summon Fae. Hmm. Having Sebastian uh, along in the last couple of little scuffles they've had was uh, really helpful, um, and I think he really enjoys being able to have that little connection, especially now that they're yeah. in the Fae Wild, and he's like, oh, you know this place really well. I thought you were going to say Flame Blade. Flame Blade was a, a close second uh, because yeah. being a Jedi is so cool. I guess Ooh. it might actually be, I guess, a Sith because it's red. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Hello, my name is Danielle and I play Brian Tolkien for the sake of this podcast. And uh, my favorite spell, I would say quite obviously, is Command. Um, it just is. Yeah, absolutely. It just is the best one, frankly. That's a no brainer. Give a person with control issues a spell like Command. Like, what are you going <laughs> <laughs> to? There's no way out. Um, well, hello. My name is Andy Deinhart. I am the voice of Victoria Hightower. Hi, Andy. Um, hi. How are you? I'm good. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. I miss being in person. The last couple episodes, we were in person, and now I'm sad. Um, I would say, because it's the most recent edition, I think not only as a player, but also as a character, is Dimension Door. If I can use it, you know, and Riley doesn't <laughs> fuck me over, it's Still great. salty. I think as a player, it's just a fun, quick get out of jail card. But also, I think Victoria appreciates being able to escape and get out of situation. And if she had had that in the material plane, it would have been great. She would have left the house far more frequently. <laughs> um, and sneaking out would have been a lot easier uh, instead of getting caught all the time. So. She used the uh, spell Dimension Window. Yes, frequently. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my name is Riley Wesson. I'm this campaign's Dungeon Master. Um, I would probably say... Class feature wise, gotta be Divine Smite, Paladin Boy through Paladin Main. Oh, so good. I also really like Haste. Haste is a great spell. God, yeah, um, it is. When you get it, oh, it's great. Low level spell though, I'd probably say Sleep. Sleep is a very mm. like it's fun because it's kind of a gamble at times of like, is this gonna work? But when it works, it's so satisfying. Yeah. Just prepare re- now, Riley. Um, I demanded Haste in our other campaign. I'm probably gonna find it in this one too. Just a heads up. I mean, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, hey, once once Brian hits level nine, he can give it to you. (gasps) If if you can convince him. Brian's not feeling generous right now. No, he's really not. Also, at this point. (laughs) Absolute (laughs) shocker. The follow-up was going to be at this point. I'm not sure Brian's ever going to hit that level. So, like. (laughs) (laughs) The pessimism grows as we go deeper into the campaign. (laughs) 
last session on D Hall and Dragons, the students talked with Titania and Oberon and were told of the theft of the Queen's Spear of Salt by her sister Mab, the Queen of the Sour Court, pointing to the citric acid left at the scene of the crime and their contentious relationship. After promising to find it, the gang did some research, sold some catnip, and got some rest in the library before heading to the river leading out of the castle and past the sweet court. To Brian's lactose intolerant horror, the river was made of cheese fondue, and upon boarding their brioche vessel, the students were attacked by a cheese elemental. After fending off the monster and dealing with other obstacles, they leapt from one river of fondue to another, and this one made of milk chocolate in the sweet court, to Brian's continued horror. They, <laughs> they continued down the passage, dealing with more inconveniences along the way, until they finally reached safe landing, just barely surviving the ordeal. They broke their graham cracker boat into a shelter to rest, but not before all pitching in to finally complete Victoria's shotgun. As the moniker Alcott glowed on the stock, the pieces of the weapon clicked together, humming with arcane energy, and the group settled in for a rest. And that's where we are now. So you guys get a rest of about eight hours, and uh, as you wake up and crawl your way out of the uh, graham cracker hut, uh, you see that the sun is still high in the sky. It's still like a permanent mid-afternoon, kind of how like the salty court was sort of a permanent dawn. Uh, it seems that the sweet court is this sort of swampy area that seems to be stuck in like a permanent midday. So you guys still have like a little bit of chocolate on you. You're a little bit oh, sticky. No, no, Big no, sticky no. kid energy right now. <clears throat> and you, you kind of walk out and you start to survey the area a little bit more. And you see that there's sort of like a path leading from the bank of the river further into this sort of swampy forest that seems to have like these brown granules uh, along the path. And on the edges, uh, you see more of like popcorn flowers, but these are caramel popcorn flowers. Nice. Um, but there's also like bushes of cotton candy uh, and some of those trees of like peppermint bark with uh, like licorice vines hanging from them. But it's it's a it's a hot day in the sweet court right now. Ugh, gross. It's just everything is sticky. And I and it's so bright. I can't stand Victoria gets into her bag. She's like rifling through it. She like pulls out. She has already like some hand sanitizer and like some little hand wipes. And then she pulls out, because uh, it's really bright, she pulls out a baseball cap and puts it on just to kind of, like, protect from the sun. Brian <laughs> Brian looks at her hat and just mm. kind of looks at the ground dejectedly, missing his bucket hat. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. R.I.P. What's up, Cecil? Yo, that's a sweet hat, Victoria. Thanks. How dare you? How dare looks you? Really My grandpa good. got it for me. Um, I feel betrayal. IRL. I feel real life, real life betrayal. Why is that? Uh <laughs> What is what's what's that on that hat, Victoria? What is oh, what is that? So that's that? where I'm from. It's uh it's a symbol L and A. Um okay. I'm from a, a magical land called LA, uh, where we rep uh the Dodgers. Cool. So they're like they're, it's this awesome game, similar to what Cecil does. Oh sweet. Cecil, do you like the Dodgers too? Yeah, they're a great team. No, nah, they're fine. If you want to pay for your World Series or whatever, it's fine. It's fine. It's not like they're pay? managed by pay? the worst Excuse manager in, 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 in existence. It's not. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Basically, Car, like we won like this really big World Series game. Whoa. I mean, y'all haven't won a World Series in like a couple years, so it, it's been a while. Twenty twenty. Yeah, we. It's, it's just. It's like. The postseason. Hold up, because I thought it was before like October. October's the postseason. It would have happened in October. It's well, fine. We're not going to talk about the timeline. Dodgers <laughs> suck. Go Giants. <laughs> oh my God. 
Karlik just kind of looks between the two of you guys, just like, okay. Um, yeah, Brian is like also next to Karlik, like doing like the the ping pong back yeah. and forth head, just like. <laughs> uh, so should we? Um, should, should we? Should we get along? It's it's pretty warm um, out here. So so we're going from the sweet court to the sour court, right? Like we're kind of just like trekking through here. Uh, as far as I know, yes. Okay. So I'm not exactly sure what direction we need to yeah. go. There is a, a, a definitive path that we're following, right? It's the trail of breadcrumbs. <laughs> Makes sense. So the last path was made of like cornmeal. So Victoria is gonna like reach over, pick up some of the dirt, mm-hmm. sniff it, give it a little lick. Brian cringes. It's uh, it's brown sugar. Oh, it's really sticky. Oh, yeah. Ugh. It's probably like rock hard, too, unless you have those little like <laughs> ceramic things that are just embedded. Oh, yeah. This is like totally crystalline brown sugar. Yeah. Okay. Well, onward then. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Here we go. You guys start trekking down this brown sugar path. Probably walk for about 30 minutes or so. And this path starts to lead into this overgrowth of trees and uh, starts to get a little bit shadier. So it's like a, a little bit cooler as you're traveling down this path. You're a bit out of the way of the sun. But as you guys are walking along, uh, give me everybody give me perception checks. 14. It's a natural one for a, uh, for a five. If you roll a natural one, you can roll again because of Karlik's uh, bountiful luck. Oh, oh nice. that's right. We love Karlik. All right, well, that'll be a natural three, so that's Amazing. seven total. Brutal. We're starting off great. 23. It's because she's wearing the Los Angeles Dodgers hat. Yeah, <laughs> you're just too distracted. His gaze is fixed, just burning <laughs> with hatred. Uh, okay, do you guys have like a marching order right now? I'd say Victoria's taking up the rear. She's just kind of watching their back. I'm happy to lead. Yeah, I was. Brian was going to be in second anyway, so there you go. Okay, as you guys are walking... Victoria, you notice that up ahead, it looks like the path of brown sugar kind of widens out for a little bit. And you notice that the brown sugar seems to be a bit darker as the path starts oh, to no. widen. I pointed out to the guys. I would just think in a hot midday sun, brown sugar would turn into molasses. Yeah, I guess I'll stop beforehand. Is there like a, a definite line where the darker sugar meets the kind of lighter sugar? Yeah, it kind of fades, but sure. but as the path starts to widen for probably about 20 feet, okay. it kind of widens out into a circle and then it sort of narrows again. Yeah, I'm going to prod it with a bat. As the bat comes into contact with it, you see the brown sugar start to drift forward and it starts to sink a little bit. Back up, back up, back up, back up. Oh, it's quicksand sugar. It's quick sugar. If we heat it up to a boil, it'll caramelize and become solid. If it's just sugar. Uh, yeah, but that would take a really long time. I don't know if that's true. Well, I mean, quicksand is not necessarily that difficult to get out of. You just gotta spread out and not put all your weight on one foot. Wide surface area. Yeah. How, how far is the distance from this bank to the other bank? It's 20 feet. 20 feet? Oh, that's nothing. Can we just, like, like a skipping rock? Just, like... Like, really lightly across the surface, like, skip across it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's test our theory. Let's skip one. Let's toss one directly into it and see how quickly it, like, sinks. I can skip rocks really well. Victoria will go and find a couple of, like, <laughs> decent stones. Okay. <laughs> She'll give one to Cecil. Let's skip a rock, like, 20 times. <laughs> okay, prove it. That's that's not how science works, Cecil. Skipping rocks? Like, 20 times? Yeah, it's not that difficult. 
Okay, go for it. Prove it. People have scooped rocks, like, much further than that. All right. Have you, have you ever seen, like, YouTube videos of people skipping rocks? It's no, kind of No, because insane, I don't actually. spend my time watching YouTube <laughs> videos of, of people skipping rocks. <laughs> Cecil. Well, I do. I pick up a rock and I skip it. <laughs> okay, give me a dexterity check. Okay. Uh, 15. Uh, okay, it skips. It gets, like, maybe three skips uh, and then gets about 15 feet across and then lands and just starts to sink. See, and on a semi-viscous surface... We could totally run across it. We could totally run across it. If you're fast enough. We should just, like, not let our feet be in contact with it for very long. Like, it should be, like, st- like staccato stepping. Sure. You want me to give it a shot? Well, I, yeah, I would like you to do it first <laughs> yes. before anyone yeah. else in this party. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, how about this? Okay, we have rope, right? No, he offered. We don't need to worry I about know, it. Just no, go no, for I it. Know. I pull out the stupid rope that I bought because of that dumb kid we met. And um, I give one half to Cecil and I say, okay, just once you get to the other side, it'll help us get over there. But in the off chance, you start to sink, tie it around yourself and we'll pull you out. Hey, Carlick, how far do you think you could throw a weasel? <laughs> um, <laughs> hang on. Uh, let, me, let me think about it. Like, they're relatively small. Wait, wait, wait. We don't need to throw you. I can mage hand you over there. How much does a weasel weigh? Probably, like, around five pounds. Yeah. Okay, fine. She just snaps her fingers and the spectral hand comes off of her hand. And she's just like, how far can you? 30 feet. And this is only feet? 20 feet across. Yeah. G- give me one end of a rope and I'll, okay. I'll Keep, as yeah. a weasel. And you guys. And, and you, she and you... picks up some of the brown sugar and blows it in his face. What? what did, uh, 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 two. <laughs> Cecil turns into a little weasel. Do you turn into a little orange weasel? Well, uh, he's kind of a dark brown weasel, but he does have that lighter kind of band. auburn orange band uh, around his neck. Has to. Default. You have a very tiny mouth. Hold on, and I'll give him one end of the rope. That's what she said. <laughs> and I will mage hand uh, weasel Cecil across the quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> my wriggly little body. I'll All make right, sure I have like uh, a good grip on him too, and the and the rope with the just like hand. yeah by the scruff of his neck. <laughs> Should I make a strength check to try and hold onto the rope? No. Uh, yeah. Yes. No, the mage hand is holding it too. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, the mage hand helping you out. It's got like a pinky around the rope, and it picks yeah. you up by the scruff <laughs> and just carries you over yeah. and uh, drops you on the other side of the path. Okay. Uh, as soon as I'm on the other side, um, I'm going to pat around. Does it seem like it's stable ground over here? Yep. Okay, I'm going to sniff some of the brown sugar. <laughs> nice. Turn back into Cecil, and mm-hmm. um, I'm going to hold on to the... Uh, hey, guys, um, if y'all want to try and quickly run across, you can. Brian's stretching. Is there a tree over here on this side that I can tie it to? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you give me enough slack, I'll go, I'll go tie, tie yeah. on it. Yeah, and then she's gonna do one around her, and she does kind of this quick, like, flip with it, and you see it kind of, like, goes over, and she ties it really quick, and just holds on, and has it tied around her, so that it's kind of like a slack line, almost. Okay, cool. Brian grabs the slack line, and he's, like, about to launch off, and as he tries to run across, the motion that he's trying to do is to, like, high knees it. Across the quicksand. You're trying to be that running lizard that runs across the water that you always see in like the slow motion videos. Exactly. Yes. 100%. Okay, cool. So with quicksand rules, you move at half your speed. So you get 15 feet, but you start sinking. So roll me a d4 to see how many feet you sink. Okay, okay, okay. That's a three. Okay. 
So you sink four feet into the quicksand oh, as you're going down. <laughs> so, I'm just so chest You're up. just going, yeah, I'm further, chest further. Yeah, you're like chest deep at this point. Artex, no! <laughs> no! So now to get out, you need to make a strength check. Uh, it's a DC of 10 plus one for each foot you're submerged. So you need to pass a uh, DC 14 strength check. But because you have the rope and everybody, you you roll this with advantage. Great. All right, that's a 19. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. You sink as you go down, oh, but then so with sticky. Cecil and Victoria's help on both sides, you get pulled out and you feel as you sink down, the lower this thing gets, the, the compounding heat starts to caramelize it beneath the surface. Uh, so you Ugh. are you are very sticky as you're pulled out of this thing. You were like covered from the waist down nope. in caramel. Nope. No, thank you. At least the brown sugar might be like an exfoliator or something. Oh, not when it's sticky. <laughs> I get to the other side and I'm mad and just like so <laughs> sticky <laughs> just deeply and upset mad. and I'm just, oh. I just gonna I'm gonna turn and look at Cecil and be like I swear to you I would never ask you this in another situation but like do you think you could like turn into an animal that would lick all of like uh, the sticky what like I just don't want it on me anymore if it's on me for too long it'll caramelize I won't be able to move <sighs> Like, I don't know what else to do. Can we just find some water somewhere, maybe? Or Yeah, let's All try right. that first. Fine. Uh, listen, I, I was trying to be vulnerable and ask, listen. Do you want someone to lick you, Brian? No, I just, I was I was trying to do the thing like, where, like, I, mean, I Brian, asked you have someone for licking fetish? Let's, okay, you well, know what? Pretend it never happened. accepting. What? All right. You guys can fuck off. Thank you. And Brian's going to start walking down the path <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> Brian! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carlick. Just gonna go, go hang out it. by a tree and read a book. Honestly, Carly, if you want to, you could literally crawl across this rope. Um, you could like army style crawl across. The I rope. can give it a shot. Sure. Yeah, go for it. Cool. Yeah. So I'll say he'll make an acrobatics check. Mm-hmm. And he'll have to make two to get across the well, entire way. Does it have to be acrobatics, or could it be strength because he's holding onto the rope and literally like, I don't know. It's upper body strength. Just saying. I know strength uh, is his. Yeah, but like, suit. there's it's the addition of like moving with it. Gotcha, gotcha. So gotcha. I'm going to call it an acrobatics check, but he'll make it with advantage because he's got the rope. You guys are holding it. Uh, yeah, he rolls a 15. So he passes, gets halfway across, and he will roll the other half. And that is a 17. Karlik shimmies the, his way across uh, without a speck of sugar on him. Lucky. And that just leaves Victoria. Okay. So she is going to unknot the rope from around her. And she's going to bundle it up, and she's going to toss it across to Cecil, and let him kind of drag it in. Mm-hmm. And then she is going to cast... She's going to use... Why are long, you casting something? She's going to use Long Strider. Because you're doing it without a slack rope? My speed is increased by 10. You can do it with the slack rope. I to- I, I, I have it tied to me! <laughs> oh, okay. So tie it, tie it to okay, a tree! I, I, I tossed the rest of it back. I don't want to lose... <laughs> I don't know! She... I don't want to lose the rope. <laughs> it's just the two of you tossing rope back and forth. Yeah, I'm like, no, back oh my God, again. <laughs> Brian in the distance yawns. Whatever, she's still gonna cast Longstrider and she's gonna run across. Uh, yeah, so that gives you a forty foot walking speed. So yeah, you book it across this way uh, yeah. through the difficult terrain. You still get a little bit on your on your ankles. Yeah, you sink like just a little bit as you're walking across, but you make it across it's in your socks. <laughs> no, I almost don't like that more. It's what you get for wearing a Dodgers hat. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are good, if a little bit more sticky than before, but you made it across. I'm going to reach into my khaki bag of tricks, and I'm going to pull out a little friend to maybe lick some of this no. gross stuff off. 
let's just find water. Do you think we could still try and find some water? These we literally feet. just went through a river of chocolate. You think that there's water? It's possible. The my river's feet are not even blister water. So quickly, there could be if a we pond. don't find water. Ribbit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Should eat sugar, Cecil. There is a giant frog now behind us. Oh my it's a God. giant frog. My God. It's a giant it's frog. Grape. grape, the grape. giant frog is behind us. Granity has a long tongue, so. Oh my God. Oh. Grape, and I point to Brian's leg. Lick. Grape. Uh, Brian, do you consent to this, or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Over over about the course of five minutes, uh, <laughs> Grape wraps his tongue around you uh, a few times and uh, slurps off all that caramel. I never want to hear the phrase wraps his tongue around you ever again. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else you wanted from me. Absolutely not. Grape passes out in a sugar coma. <laughs> oh. Victoria, at this point, seeing this, just absolutely horrified, takes her socks and shoes off and just is walking barefoot because we're literally walking on sugar and I'm going to wash them the proper way and not have a frog lick sugar off of my body. Whatever. You still have sugar on you and I'm good. It's on my feet. That's fine. When in Rome, you know. (sighs) Seems like a missed opportunity, but all right. Yeah. All right. So do you guys continue on? Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Everybody give me survival checks. It's a 15. 14. Eight. All right. Victoria, uh, it's kind of hard for you to concentrate because the the sugar crystals are a little hard on your feet. But Brian and uh, Cecil, as you guys walk on for probably another 15 minutes, uh, you do hear the sound of running water not too far away. Brian's immediately pissed off. Well, I mean, I don't want to say I told you so, but. What? Um, there's, there's a, do you guys hear that up ahead? Yeah, it sounds like there's water. Oh, thank God. Let's keep going. We, I'm gonna walk, start walking towards the sound of the water. Uh, yeah, you follow the path, uh, and it, it veers off a little bit, but you find, like, a small little pond that has, a creek that has a waterfall that sort of falls into this pond. This is so cute! It's maybe about a 15-foot diameter pond. Victoria's gonna go up to it and start washing off her shoes and socks and her feet. Yeah, it's uh, it's some cool, refreshing water. Wait, before she does that, well, I don't know, away from the well, you've shoes. you've already done it. You've uh, already done uh, it, yeah. Away from where yeah. she washed the shoes, she'll go over to one section, and she's going to, like, sip at the water and see if it's also sweet. Uh, It's very lightly sweet, hmm. but it's it tastes like fresh water. Stevia. Victoria would know what that is. Brian, if you want to wash off, it's really refreshing. You can wash your clothes, at least. Brian, like, wades in and... Keeping your clothes on? Yeah. Well, the clothes the clothes are on my body. I'm not I'm not going to take them off. Too. Okay, but like uh if you don't dry, then when you get out I, I had already done like the whole mask thing and like try to do that and now it's full of like chocolate and Oh, that's cheese, true. you know, like I'm that we're minimal risk when it comes to the clothing thing, you know. As you guys are in this pond, uh everybody give me a perception check. Oh boy. Wait, Brian looks down and is trying to see if he sees any like Swedish fish swimming around. <laughs> nice. Uh yes, there are definitely a few Swedish fish that's bobbing awesome. around in the water. They kind of nibble at your toes and help clean off the stickiness a little bit. 24. 23. 14. Uh, you guys all hear some rustling in the brush around you guys. Brian dives underwater. She, she's got like her shotgun slung over her shoulder, so she's going to pull it off. Just have it prepped and ready. 
I'm going to grab a handful of stones. Pretty much just got to shove them in my pocket. Um, and while they're in my pocket, I'm going to cast Magic Stone. Okay. Cecil, I will tell you, they are jawbreakers. Nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to break some jaws with these. <laughs> yeah, I'm also going to just kind of bring out my bat and slowly turn it. And again, as it turns, these vines begin to kind of wrap around. There are small little thorns that are now sticking out of the bat as I cast Shillelagh. And I'm going to trade my eyes to where I hear the noise. And I'm going to kind of make my way over there. Hey, guys, I'm going to go. I'm going to go take a leak real quick. I'll be right back. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. As you start to make your way over, the brush starts to part and you see animal crackers, a wolf plodding its way along. You see a crocodile slither out of the brush. You see a brown bear come out from between a, a two cotton candy bushes and a, a panther prowl out. And then finally, from the path, you see a large hippopotamus animal cracker plod along the path and towards the water. Are they the like water. skinny? Yeah, are or... they two-dimensional still? They're like three-dimensional, oh. but they are they but are cracker. this they are this cracker consistency. Well, oh, oh, they're are they the coated kind or are they just like the normal like graham crackery kind? Let's say give me nature or investigation checks. I like when we get to choose. Well, Brian, you can't do anything cuz you're under the water right now. Oh, that's true. I'm under the water and my nose and my mouth are like pressed to the surface. Just going, like, <laughs> you have a Twizzler stuck uh, from yes. your mouth. It's asking. Yes. That's, exactly. Uh, that's 100%. a natural 20 for 23. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, that is an unnatural 20. You guys both see that they appear to be the normal kind of animal cracker. Um, doesn't seem to be coated in any way. But as you see them approach, the wolf is sort of panting a little bit. You see the panther is kind of limping along. The brown bear is like plodding really slowly and you see the hippo as it's coming closer. You see this in the hippo and then after you see that, you kind of start to see it in all of them. You see these sorts of um, dark grayish veins pulsing through these animals that seem to be tiring them in some way. Uh, Victoria, noticing that she's just going to pick one of them and see if she can make it feel better saying healing word and she'll go oh I'm so sorry are you okay little guy <laughs> <laughs> uh, which one are you picking um the wolf alright as you say this arcane strand comes out of your mouth and drifts over to the wolf and <laughs> it's growls sort of shift into a bit of a whimper as these words land on its ears you see the pulsing gray veins are continuing but it seems to be like walking a little bit lighter now but they are all sort of holding their ground as they're sort of observing you she's just gonna like kind of edge over to it and see if it's nice or if it's gonna be mean okay give me an animal handling check with advantage okay 18 yeah, you hear the wolf slowly make its way through the brush and a few of those caramel popcorn flowers crack under its paws. Then you feel a slightly soft but also slightly coarse nose kind of rub up against your hand very gently. But then it, it leaps back after making contact with you. Uh, I don't know what to do for them. They're, I think they're all hurt. I'm going to kind of move up to them and I'm just going to kind of hold my hands out. I'm going to drop the bat. Um, hi. 
my friends and I mean you no harm. We're passing through. We're on the way to, uh, well, the queen of this land, and... Sorry, is this your watering hole? Is this where you come to come to drink? Are you talking to one in particular, or...? Uh, just kind of openly to all of them, and they all understand me. Yes, they do. With your druidic powers. That's awesome! You see all of them cock their heads as you say this, and then you see the hippo lumber its way forward very slowly. It's still probably about ten feet away from you. The rest of you hear it kind of growling, well, except for Karlik, he can also hear them. But Cecil, it, it tells you, Tired. Very tired. Tired of what? Are you... You seem injured. Gray ooze. Slowing. Angering. Tired. The gray ooze did this to you. You see it nod its head, and it goes, Cold. Cold. You're cold. It nods again. Okay. Uh, she's gonna go up. She's gonna try to get as close as she can to the others. Which one are you approaching? Um, the next one, because I helped the wolf a little bit. Okay, so you go over to the, the crocodile. Sure. Uh, give me another animal handling check. Oh, boy. I'm sorry, guys. I don't want to ruin this. Four. Uh, give me a dexterity saving throw. Ah! I'm sorry! I want to help him! Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. 17 plus six. Okay, you put your hand out, but then see this crocodile's eyes glint a little bit, and right before it snaps down, you yank your hand away, and it chomps down right ah! where your hand was, and then kind of backs up shit, a shit, little shit, bit. Shit, 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 No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm trying to help! Calm I'm down, to help. calm down. Again, mean you no harm. How can we best help you right now? Where is this gray ooze? Inside... The crocodile tells you, and it gestures to itself, and you see the the gray veins that are inside of it. Always pulsing and angering. Brian um, jumps out of the river, um, or like, like stands up out of the river really quickly, and um, I am hopeful that some of the water splashes the nearest animal, and because they are a cracker, that it might um, damage this animal. <laughs> I want to try and make the crackers soggy. That's what I want. I'm going to say they're they're not close enough to the water for your emerging to... Because, I mean, the hippo was closest and it was still about 10 feet you away. You see this whole, like, little mermaid flip the hair kind of walking out of the water in the sparkly dress. Right. <laughs> in which case, uh, Brian just walks up and just, like looks at Victoria. Because <laughs> the last thing I saw was that like the, there was now there's animals there. Um, and I'm processing it for the first time. I'm like, Victoria, why are you standing so close to these animals? We're trying to help them. Cecil's talking to them. They're they're hurt and they're not feeling well and there's something wrong with them. Oh. Cold. Um, do you mind? I am good with medicine and I might be able to assist you. This is what I do. Give me an animal handling check with advantage. Okay. Very nice. That is a 26. Uh, yeah. You see the hippo lowers its head in front of you. Okay. I'm going to see if this is... A form of poisoning. I'm going to try and assess the injury of this animal. Give me a medicine check. Harkening back to my days on the ranch. <laughs> I'll, I'll say in that case, yeah, uh, medicine with, a, with advantage. Very nice. Uh, that is a 24. As you inspect it, you get a little bit closer and you see these veins that are pulsing and you see there are some 
pus that's leaking out <laughs> from these gray veins. It appears to be some kind of biological thing okay. to these animals, but as you get closer, it smells incredibly pungent. Gotcha. So this seems like a disease? Yes. Okay. Uh, would water um, bring you harm? Water cools temporarily. Okay. But still cold. Wait, is Cecil translating this, or is Cecil doing this conversation by himself? Uh, uh, Carlic is translating all of this off to the nice, side. Thanks, as, thanks as Brian. Being said. Brian hears this statement, and because he's still like dripping wet from the river, he just walks up to the hippo ah. and wraps his arms around him to give him a big wet hug with all the water on his body. The hippo looks at Cecil and goes, "What the fuck?" He's a friend. He's a friend. He's a friend. <laughs> just trying to get him water wet. Water cools when drink, oh. not when bathed in. <laughs> Okay. Carl's like, oh, Brian, maybe you should, maybe you should back off. Brian backs up and is like, I, I can't do anything right. I just wanted to help. Cecil, ask him if fire would help. Would fire help? Warmth. Warmth. Yeah. Would you like to be warm? It nods its head yeah. a bit more vigorously. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, Victoria is going to cast produce flame, and she's gonna like kneel down and just hold her hands out. I have something that that might help in conjunction with this, Victoria. What's that? I'm going to hold my hands over your your little mote of flame, and I'm going to cast Lesser Restoration, which heals a disease. And I'm going to try and combine my effect with your effect. That's awesome. Kind of a cleansing disease fire. Yeah, yeah. Victoria, as you light this, Mm -hmm. the animals all start to kind of gather around you. And it kind of catches you off guard a little bit, and you end up kind of kneeling, and you light sort of a fire, mm-hmm. and it kind of becomes a bit of a bonfire of sorts. Yeah. And Cecil, you cast this lesser restoration over it, and you see the animals all gather around it. And as they get closer to this source of warmth, they seem to move a little bit more easily. It doesn't seem like their diseases are completely healed, but it definitely seems like this is helping. What if I add purify food and drink to it? Um, they're made of food. Salt sure. they that spill yeah. on top of our little bonfire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, on you, top yeah. Of the bonfire. you sprinkle it on top a little bit, and the fire glows this pinkish hue, uh, and you see the gray veins that are in these animals start to fade away, and they kind of are breathing more normally. Their limps seem to have healed, and they all look at you with a look of gratitude. I hug the hippo again. Again, he's a friend. He's a friend. It nods this time. (laughs) This time, okay. (laughs) Uh, Cecil, is Lesser Restoration a second level spell? It is a second level spell, so I will have to roll Okay, roll me a d20. That's a six. You're good. Um, Do you feel better? Is that better? Much, much better. You have our thanks. Is this affecting more of you, or is this just you? Where I asked before, but where is the Grey Ooze? Whole court. Whole cafeteria. Oh. Tarzan loved Jane. (laughs) (laughs) How did you know my name? (gasps) Wait, that's your name? My name, Tarzan. I thought your name was Tarzan Love Love Jane. Jane. No, Tarzan the Hippopotamus. Tarzan the Hippopotamus. Listen here, Tarzan. My friends and I, we are kind of on a quest, if you will, to right the wrongs that seem to be happening in in the courts. If you 
pointed us to the direction of the castle, we might be able to put a stop to whatever is happening. Keep following path. You will find castle. Okay. Uh, thank you, Tarzan. Your name is Tarzan? It nods. Brian hugs him again. Honestly, I think one of my top three favorite Disney films. The hippo kind of nuzzles you, Brian. <gasps> yes. I just wanted a hippo friend. That's all I wanted. <laughs> well, Tarzan said to keep following the path. And Do you want to come with us, Tarzan? No, need rest. <laughs> he said no. He's He doesn't like you as much as he likes me. Oh, Tarzan, yeah. that's kind of rude. I thought we were bonding. Wait, what? <laughs> Don't put words in mouth. <laughs> Sorry, there's miscommunication happening. Uh, I'm still brushing up my hippopotamus. Uh, we should probably get back on the road. Um, okay. hey, <laughs> hey, Cecil, just yeah. for the record, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> Only hippopotami will do. No crocodiles or rhinoceroses. The I crocodile, like, on the, on the shore is like, what the <laughs> fuck, guys? The crocodile gives you a really shady side eye. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys leave this uh, little motley band of animal crackers by this pond, uh, and you have cleaned off the caramel off of yourselves, and you're no longer quite as sticky as you were. And uh, you continue down this path, and as you do, you start to notice that off to the side of the path, it kind of dips a little bit and it, trees are kind of closer to like a cliff. And so it seems like there's a bit more of a valley off to your left as you're continuing. But you also see the trees are starting to become a bit less and less common. But as you walk, you continue on for another 30 minutes or so and you start to hear... And you hear the loud, repetitive sound of footsteps along with that. You round a bend and you peek your way through the trees and you see a massive army. Give me perception checks. Oh, that's a 14. 16. 18. Okay. You guys can all see this, um, especially from what you had read in the Salty Court. Regarding the sweet court, uh, this appears to be an army of gingerbread goblins that are marching, and you see along with them are these large elephant animal crackers, like full-on two towers, men men from the west marching. Uh, You guys are seeing these bands coming along, and as you look, you can see that this army has those same pulsing gray veins that the animals did at that pond. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Brian relates this to the team and just kind of like looks at Cecil panicked and is like, I can't hug all of them. (laughs) Well, I don't know if they would let you. There's only one way to find that out, Brian. No, 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 no. That was a joke. No, no, no. That was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. Do I have to hug one? I'll do. I mean, I can. Are they headed towards us on the road or away from us on the road? It looks like they're heading parallel to you guys. From what you can infer, they it looks like they might be marching on the Sweet Court Castle. Okay, well then we gotta move pretty quickly. Wait, so are they not from Sweet Court? From what you remember from the, the stories uh, that you read, they are from the Sweet Court, but they are almost... They were here before, right? They were kind of here before the yeah. the, the monarchy was established. Um, and 
obviously this is not me saying that indigenous people should submit to, to people that uh that colonize <laughs> but in the case of the cafeteria it was kind of a situation of all the flavors needed to be in harmony so it was kind of like gingerbread goblins you kind of need to step in line and fall in with the order otherwise the entire food pyramid of the material plane will fall apart and we're we'll suspending our chaos. disbelief for this story riley or- it yes. sounds like a story written by a white guy that's all i'm saying Riley Weston says colonization is bad. Thank you, white man. We appreciate you. But from what you had read, there had been like conflict with the gingerbread goblins in the past, but they had reached a peace. Um, but it looks like the conflict might be stirring up again. Okay, concept question. Is it possible to make a spell edible? I could make some edibles if that's what we're looking for. Or oh, you're making a spell edible. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I- it's a different well, the, okay. because we have someone here as proficient in cooking tools. Could we make enough food for an entire army, for an entire world? Listen, there's a river back there. I'm just looking at this current I don't problem. Think we there's can a river. Listen, an entire no, listen. river. No, no, no. What if we like these people have been marching? I mean, go- goblet people have been marching for a while. They're really thirsty. If they're anything like the animals that we just met, they are really tired too. If we like made a stand. I could cast purify food and drink into the water and we could like hand out water cups as if we're there to support them and then like everything will be fine. Like a marathon? <laughs> like a, <laughs> like mar- marathon, yeah, like a marathon. They pass the checkpoint. That'll they just purify the drink. But then if if the drink is magical, that'll likely take any sort of innate magic about it away and make it mundane again. What? Carlick looks at you <laughs> Brian and goes, I don't think I'm that good of a cook, man. I'm oh. sorry. All right. Well, you know what? I mean, it's a great idea, but I think I think it's just like maybe the wrong methods. How many people are in this army, would you say? It's like thousands. Ugh. Okay, so it's full on March on Helm's Yes, Deep. it is. Okay, great. Now then, I want to watch Two Towers. We could- yeah, do you want to end the podcast early and go watch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a full on coup, Riley. What are you going to do about this? Me, I guess. <laughs> Midgety, um, I think the best thing to do is probably just to get to the castle as quick as we can. Okay, but why are we going to the sweet court when we need to be going to the sour court? What we need to be doing is finding the the freaking spear for the salty court. I don't know what we're going to do for the sweet court other than get ourselves into a situation where there is clearly an oncoming war. The sweet court might have a way of getting to the sour court quicker. Oh, okay, well then we need to book also, it. We need to create harmony in like all of these spaces, and yes. it seems like this is not necessarily harmonious. I don't know how five kids are going to help an army. Lemonade of stand. Let's make a lemonade stand. There's only four of us. What? Oh, there's oh. five kids. Oh. Only four of us. <laughs> what are you talking just about? Just takes a moment and just goes, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah." Brian puts his hood up. <laughs> Is the army chanting at all? Like, is there, like, a battle cry going on? <laughs> One guy's got a boombox <laughs> on his shoulder. Sweet. Down with okay. sweet. Okay, so Down their intentions are pretty sweet. clear. Down yeah. with sweet. Yeah. We got it. Okay. So they know what's going on. But their mouths are opening. So, like, if we could control the water into the Guys, we need to get to the fucking castle. Let's go. Fine. We're going. Brian, we're we're, we're starts- walking along. Walking towards the castle. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, we're running towards the castle. Yeah, we yeah. are. Yeah, you guys pick up the pace. Brian's doing high knees again. Yeah. <laughs> you see that at some point, you cross like another Fondue River, but there's a there's like a bit of a bridge uh, that goes over it. 
but you've managed to pick up the pace enough to where you you've gotten ahead of the army um and you as you cross this river you start to kind of crest over a hill and you see in the distance it almost looks like a gigantic tree trunk but it has all sorts of confections that are hanging off of it, but it looks We're like a very land. large natural structure that has turrets and such that have kind of been carved out of this, uh, what you can assume to be kind of similar peppermint bark to the other things that you've been seeing. Uh, and you approach the Sweet Court Castle. Um, and as you are approaching, it's probably like three football fields worth of like a plane leading up to the castle itself but as you approach it there is a large moat around the castle that appears to be full of syrup but you approach and the drawbridge is currently lowered you guys walk up to this enormous structure and then as you kind of look at it you hear from up above you halt who goes there hi my name is brian Hi, Brian. What? Who else are you? What? What are you doing here? Um, I'm Brian, and these are my friends. Can we come in? Wh- why? What? We have urgent business with the courts. I would ring the doorbell if you had one, but it seems like your system is more, you know, personalized. The which doorbell I... is out of commission. Great, but that's why you're here. It's nice to meet you. Can we come in? Uh, you... Can I roll for perception or persuasion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll for persuasion. Great. <laughs> it's a 20. No Jesus. way. <laughs> you you ask this and you hear a bit of silence for a second. Then up above you hear, I don't know, should we let... No, why, why would we let... Why, but they're, they're just kids. They said they have some business. What, I don't... I'm, I don't know about this. You know what happened last time. And you hear like this back and forth. Well, we, we don't have anything else going on. We, we, we're kind of in a bind right now. Okay, fine, fine. All right, fine. Uh, and you hear, all right, come in. What happened last time? What What? What? Do, what do you mean? What? You, you what, said. Last time? You said, I don't know. We just that, like, we're that here. That was an A here. and B conversation. Know, you should have I'm seen so- your way out. <laughs> we just, we're running from the army and we're here to help. And The what? The Oh, that's what we're here to talk to you about. That's what Guys, we're here to talk about. We yeah, need to go inside as soon to- as hey, possible. Thank you so much oh, for shit. rolling down the drawbridge. And yeah. Brian just walks in. <laughs> yeah, uh, you walk in and you <laughs> walk into south. a large courtyard, <laughs> and the first thing that you see again, it's a very naturalistic sort of uh, setup here. But the first thing that you see is this enormous cake, but it appears to have arms and legs. Oh my attached to it and it's currently seated in this courtyard uh and it's probably from what you can estimate when it's standing it's probably like 20 feet tall oh my god but from what you can see it appears that like pieces of this cake have like crumbled away and have fallen off and it seems to be a very poorly baked cake at the moment but the second thing that you noticed are a bunch of little frog people two to three foot tall uh, frogmen that are walking around in like suits of armor and uh, you look up and you see these stairs that probably went up to the turrets above and you see this frog waddling his way down and he's got like a big old curly mustache uh, and uh, a pair of glasses on the the, so the bridge of his large nose and he goes what army are you talking about you guys haven't seen the gingerbread goblin army that's on the its gin- way what? Oh, 
No, we've been trying to repair our cake golem recently. Uh. It's been in disrepair. Usually we have our cake golem that can help us defend ourselves and raise and lower the gates, but it's kind of been uh, eaten away at. By and, uh, what? Well, we're not exactly sure. Do we notice the same like gray? Give me a perception check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 24! Cecil, are you are you rolling a perception check? Or? Uh, no, I'm looking at Grape, who I'm sure is just like, my people. <laughs> <laughs> Grape is very overwhelmed by all this. Um, I'm, I'm imagining Grape in a little suit of armor. <laughs> Victoria, as this frogman walks you over, mm. you don't see the same kind of pulsing veins that you did yeah. in the, the animal crackers or the goblins, but you do see that kind of at the edges of where this cake is sort of crumbled away, you see this sort of grayish residue and you smell similar to what Cecil smelled. You smell this kind of pungent odor. I turn back to the guys and we like huddle. I think the gray ooze is eating this thing. Cause is, look at look at the edges of it. And she like brings a little like handful of like crumbs over. Well that's disconcerting. Um is there a part of this cake's exterior that looks particularly decayed? Uh I would like to see if I can investigate it to try and find the extent of the ooze. Give me an investigation check. Okay. It's a thirteen. Okay. You can't see anywhere that has been eaten away at more than the others. From what you can tell, it doesn't seem that there is any ooze that is still here, but it does seem that there is like slight remnants of it sure. at where it's been eaten away at. Um, is this golem sentient or is it Well, it's it's sort of a sort of a construct. Sure. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Are there any more, or is this the only one that you have? We only have the one. We have smaller ones that sometimes will take care of small tasks, but this is kind of our main defense. Sure. You, and you haven't been able to repair it. You don't have any bakers on staff. Well, it was kind of a recent thing that sure. we that we discovered, but uh, our our bakers have been a little bit busy recently. They've been busy with what exactly? Well, cooking for the queen. <sighs> okay, here's the deal. We actually need to get to the sour court. The sour court. What do you want to go to the sour court for? That is our own business. If we help you repair this cake, okay. No need to be so cagey about it. No, Jesus. We're, we're helping all of the courts right now. We're trying to help the salty court. We want to help you guys too. We want to help all of the courts. What can we do? Well, at, at this point, we would probably need to get this cake golem fixed. But if if, if you said the gingerbread goblins are marching on us, they that are. seems like a big deal as well. Okay. Well, let's go and find those cooks then. I'll send for some cooks, yes. He looks to a frog off to the side, and he goes, Private Jolly, go get some of the chefs. We we need to repair this cake golem. Uh, yes, sir. And he salutes and hops off. Uh, how, how far away did you say that those gingerbread goblins were? Not far at all. Okay, here's, here's what I'm thinking. Yes. I'm going to be able to help out best trying to repair this golem. Yeah, Because I think the, the quicker we can get this repaired, we can turn the tides of whatever battle is gonna happen here sure but if you guys need any help or if you guys need, like need to be healed or something like that come down and i can i can help you guys out okay wait wait what okay. do you mean healed do you mean we're gonna be fighting an army i mean i don't know what's gonna happen i'm gonna go up to the frog person i'm gonna say how many do you have what do your forces look like probably about 500 to 750 fighting fit okay great is there any other way to get inside this castle other than the drawbridge uh, mostly just the drawbridge. Okay. 
can can we try to do a group effort thing and well we yeah well let's all pitch in and try and make a we can try and make a barricade uh so you guys spend probably about 20 minutes or so (laughs) trying your best to barricade this entrance what does the weather look like uh it's like a clear hot sunny day cool but as as like you help out some of the groups like barricading, you see there are some that they they set up their own sort of barricades uh, on the other side of the moat, and you see them kind of setting up little camps and stuff along the plains. But after about thirty minutes or so, you hear we gotta we gotta we gotta help this thing, and you guys rush up to the parapets, and you see this army marching across the plains down with sweet down with sweet down with sweet shoot if we can create a bottleneck on the drawbridge or on the plains i think that might work best um carlick yells up at you guys like we're working on the fondant right now okay it's it's (laughs) taking it's taking a while but we're doing our best that's too much fondant that's too much fondant uh and they're all running back and forth but these forces start to march and you see these frog people start to clash with these gingerbread goblins um and after a little bit you see goblins that are starting to run up (gasps) to the parapets with ladders no 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 no, no. them and they start to tip over across the moat and I need everyone to roll initiative. <laughs> this is steep, y'all. This is going to be a siege of the castle. Yes. Instead of doing like a ton of different things, there's basically going to be a few different events that you are going to be taking part in. And if you are successful in most or all of the events, then you will have successfully won the siege. If not, we'll figure it out when we get there. Um, what did everyone roll? 19. 20. Eight. Okay. So we're going to be going through five rounds of you guys trying to keep these goblins off. So they have placed these ladders and there are ladders in front of each of you guys. So you are going to be trying to keep as many goblins away. So we'll say if 10 goblins get by you guys total, it will be considered a failed event. For each round, you will each roll a d4 to see how many goblins come up your ladder and how many you will have to deal with. So, Victoria, roll me a d4. Four. I don't... Okay. Uh, Remind me a D8, right? And then divide... Yeah, just a D8 and divide by two. I rolled a seven. Okay. Uh, So four goblins crawl their way up your ladder. You will go first Mm -hmm. before these goblins. Uh, So what do you want to do? Okay, okay, okay. She's going to cast Shatter. Constitution save of 14. All right. Okay. uh, Three of them pass. Fuck me. It's 15. I rolled two ones. Okay, yeah, you kill all of them. Oh, I do? Yes, these are, they're goblins. Oh, okay. So they don't have a lot of health. Okay, 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 uh, that's so really yeah, helpful. You shatter all four of these goblins okay, around cool. you. Okay, Brian, you are next. Uh, roll me a d4. Two. So two goblins crawl their way up the ladder and are charging towards you. Uh, what would you like to do? I'm just going to take my dagger and I'm going to try and um, throw it and hit them in the forehead. Uh, you can use your rapier. They're close enough to you. Like Great. you can do melee Great. damage. I'm going to, I'm going to do melee damage then. Cool. Uh, roll we'll me two attack it. rolls. Yep. Um, first one, 13. That's going to miss. Second one, 26. That will hit. Great. And that's going to be piercing damage of 13. Nice. Uh, yeah. You stab through 
one of them and get through to the other one. And the other one is hobbling away barely on his last leg. Uh, as he tries to run past you, you can try and do an opportunity attack. Um, 12 to hit. That's going to miss. So this one goblin hobbles its way past you, and that brings us to Cecil. Okay, I'm rolling a d4. Yes, roll a d4. Uh, that's a three. Okay, so three goblins crawl their way up at you, Cecil, uh, and are around you. What would you like to do? Yeah, might as well. I'm going to take out my wand, and I'm going to point it at a space in the air above where the goblins are. I'm going to start swirling around as dark clouds begin to form. Ooh. And then I'm going to swipe the wand down as a bolt of lightning strikes. Ooh. Hell yeah. In the center of them. All right. What do they need to make? Uh, that is a dexterity saving throw. Dexterity. Two of them fail, but one passes. Okay. Uh, so roll me your damage. Oh boy, that is 28 points of oh. lightning damage. <laughs> yeah, that pass did not matter. They all are vaporized on the yes. spot. Okay. Um, do I see where any of the other goblins have gotten past? Uh, I'll say, yeah, there is the one that made it past Brian. Okay. That you see maybe like 15 feet away. Grape is going to use 30 <laughs> feet of movement <gasps> and, and is going to try and get to that goblin. All right, roll an attack roll for Grape. Yeah, Grape is going to make a bite attack. Ooh, that is 18. It's an 18 to hit. It's dead. It's dead. <laughs> okay, it had great. one health left. <laughs> okay, great. This goblin's like, yeah, fuck the sweet court, and then oh, just gets eaten by Grape on the spot. Uh, grape is going to be on goblin duty. Any goblin that gets by, Grape is going to try and <laughs> clean up. Amazing. The frogman that you guys were talking to earlier goes, Good work, brother, and gives it a little salute <laughs> as he's running back and forth, twiddling his mustache worriedly, just keeping an eye on things. So this next round, I'll have each of you guys roll an initiative roll against the goblins. If you guys beat them, you can try and do something before they make their way up. Oh. So, Victoria, roll me an uh, initiative roll. That's a 12. Uh, it's okay. The goblins rolled a two. Yay! So would you like to try and do something before they climb up? You bet your ass I would. <laughs> uh, she's going to take out <laughs> her shotgun, and she's going to point it down as they're climbing all up. She, You see her kind of just mutter something, and this like arcane flame begins to crawl across the runes, and she's going to cast Fireball. You're already doing yeah, it. Yeah, man! Okay. Let's go! You gave me my favorite spell! She's going to kill off this whole group so that it takes a second for them to get up. All right. Let me just roll a dexterity saving throw for this group. It's a dex of 15. Oh, yeah, it fails. So that's 10 d6. Yeah, so roll your 10 d6. I'll say for every amount of goblin health that you uh -huh. get high enough, uh -huh. Uh -huh. it will, like, subtract that amount from any time they try and crawl up from your I ladder. take it back. I said my favorite spell was Dimension Door. It's actually Fireball, and Riley knew this when he gave it to me. Ooh, that's 27 points of damage. Okay, I'll say the, the next four goblins that try and come up your ladder just cannot come up your ladder. <laughs> For the time being, roll me a uh, roll me a d4. Did I kill a good, like, swath of them, though? Yes. Okay. It's like a mass of goblins. It's World War Z goblins. It is World War Z goblins. That's what she's trying to do. And so, obviously, like, as yeah. soon as she casts this, this, like, innate energy is dispelled from the shotgun. She knows it can't be used again, so she's going to sling it over her shoulder. She's going to prep for the next one, and I rolled one. Okay. No goblins come up. You pull Alcott off your shoulder, and you, like, start to aim it, and you're like, yeah. fuck it. They're all there. And you just mutter this word, and this <laughs> blast of fire 
comes out of the shotgun and just evaporates <laughs> these goblins that are down on the ground. And you see them like crispy down there. The two of you, Brian and Cecil, you see Victoria just laughing yeah. maniacally on this on the edge of this ladder over there. That's terrifying. And Brian, that's your turn. Roll me uh, an initiative and let's see if you can beat the goblins. I have faith in myself. Oh, uh, okay. Well, not that much faith. Uh, this, is, this is two. Okay. They roll the 15. Uh, so the goblins will crawl up Roll me a d4. Two. Two more goblins crawl their way up the ladder, uh, and actually, since they rolled higher than you in initiative, they will attack you first. Oh, great. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. One of them will hit. He runs up with a little scimitar, and he does eight damage to you as he slices your ankle as he runs by. It's like one of those plastic swords that you put in sandwiches. Yeah, exactly. He has one of the little plastic sandwich swords. And Brian, you can uh, roll your attack rolls to try and stop this thing. Yeah, I'm going to do a a melee attack again, but I'm going to cast Branding Smite. Okay. So first one. Oh, cool. Um, How close am I to Karlik? (laughs) Karlik is like down in the courtyard right now. He's baking a cake. So you you do not get his bountiful luck feature. (laughs) Great. So first one's 12, second one's 22. 22 will hit. Great. And that is 12 damage. Uh, yeah, so you, this this one goblin slices at your ankle and you spin around and you come back with your rapier and stab it in the back. Uh, and the explosion from the branding smite catches the other one a little bit in the back and he's kind of hobbling away, still on his last leg. Uh, and Cecil, that is your turn. Uh, roll me initiative. That's a 12. They rolled a 14, so they will run up. Uh, roll me a d4. One. Nice. One. All right, so just one runs up. He's going to try and slash at you as he comes up. He rolls a 14, so he... Yeah, that's going to miss. He's going to miss you. Nice. Uh, he goes, ah, fuck you, fuck you. And you can take your attack. Um, I'm going to not use my action to attack this guy, but I am going to point my wand at the storm cloud. And I'm going to draw it a little bit over, and I'm going to have it attack directly at the ladder. All right. Uh, yeah, that's... Um, yeah, you burn this ladder. <laughs> it's, nice. it's burnt. So uh, I'll say your your next turn, uh, you will not have to deal with any goblins that are running up. Okay. But this goblin's going to run past you. You can get an attack of opportunity on it if you want. Um, I will take an attack of opportunity. Uh, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> he flips you off as he runs past. Um... Joke's on you. I have a frog. <laughs> Wait, what? River. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna... <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, if you will allow Grape to take a charge. Yeah. Uh, 19 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay, that's going to be... And it also needs to make a... You're, you're probably going to kill it. Just roll the damage okay. first. <laughs> These things are weak as shit. Uh, yeah, seven points of piercing damage. As he's flipping you off, Grape comes in and bites his head off, and you just see this headless goblin (laughs) flipping you off as it falls to the ground. But the one that got past Brian does climb his way into the courtyard. That's one. That is third round. Uh, Victoria, roll me initiative. Yep, 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 yep. That's cool. 22. Absolutely, yes. Um, First, roll me a d4 to see how many try and come up. Oh, fuck. That's four... So one does climb its way up, oh. but you do get the jump on oh, it. Oh, one. Okay, awesome. Um, I know exactly what yeah, I'm going to beca- do. because of your fireball. She literally, like, stand there and still with, like, this, like, glint in her eye. She, like, without blinking, stares at this uh, this little goblin. <laughs> this goblin climbs its way up and makes eye contact with you, and you s- it just starts shuddering. She goes, <laughs> oh, no. Let this be the hour when we draw swords together. Fell deeds awake. Now for wrath, now for ruin, and the red dawn. And she's casting dissonant whispers. <laughs> 
all the frogmen <laughs> around you raise their swords. Uh, okay, doesn't it whispers? Mm-hmm. What does he need to make? Wisdom save of fourteen. There's actually one frog with like long golden hair, and then one frog that's a little yes. bit shorter than all the rest and has really hairy Don't feet. <laughs> Absolutely fails it. Okay, so four d six. That's nine points of damage. It dies. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it is totally shocked and just slides its way down the ladder. And I'll say they'll have to deal with getting this goblin's body off of the yes. ladder. So that'll subtract one goblin from trying to run up and get nice. you. That's amazing. Would you like to do anything else with your turn? Um, She's going to see if she can just prep to push the ladder off. Okay. Uh, I'll say you can either roll initiative with advantage or if you don't do that and do get the jump on them, you can roll a strength check with advantage. So okay, yeah, 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 I'll take it. You can make that choice when you get there. Cool. Uh, Brian, that's your turn. Roll me initiative. 12. Uh, they are going to beat you. They rolled a 16. Uh, so roll me a d4. I'm not doing well. Three. Three goblins clamor their way up the ladders and are going to take strikes at you. None of them are going to hit. Uh, <laughs> they're like, ah, he's so sticky. Fuck. Um, and you can take your attacks. Great. Uh, I'm going to cast Burning Hands. All right. Um, Dexterity save of 13. 13. All right. Two of them are going to pass, but one of them will fail, so you can roll the damage. What a waste. That is uh, 20 damage. Doesn't matter. They all crisp and burn to death. Great. (laughs) Beautiful. How I like it. They have such low health. (laughs) They are literally just flat goblin stat blocks. Um, So you are totally fine. Uh, Cecil, that's your turn. There is no ladder in front of you at this point, but you do see them prepping to raise another ladder. They're like marching a ladder off uh, about like 50 feet away. So you can you can assume that they'll probably prop another ladder up next turn, but you're good for right now. Okay. I, when I created the, the, the storm cloud, it stretched out. Um, how far is Victoria from me? Is she within 60 feet? I'd say, yeah, she's within 60 feet. Okay. I'm going to point at the ladder in front of Victoria and I'm going to... <laughs> bring down a lightning bolt. All right, yep. You burn Victoria's ladder. Cool. Yeah. What what level of spell is this again? Oh shit, I forgot to roll for that. Uh, It's a two. Okay. So close, yet so far. Uh, Yeah, so Victoria, you don't have a ladder in front of you this next turn. Nice. So this is the fourth round. You're totally fine. If you'd like to do anything else, you can. Yes, I would. She's just going to cast Shatter again. Actually, no. There's still a ladder in front of Brian, right? Yes. Cool, I'm going to cast Shatter on the ladder. Yay. Yeah, shatter, shatter the ladder. Yeah. Do it. Uh, shatter the ladder. Yeah, you see there are some goblins that are crawling their way up, and then you cast shatter, and they just yeah. just disappears into a puff of smoke, and they ah fall down into the syrup Amazing. below. Did I break the ladder enough to? Yes, the okay. ladder is okay. the ladder Yay. is shattered. You do need to roll me a d twenty. Okay, that's a ten. Yeah, Brian, you're you're prepping for another. You're like. So tense at this point after yeah. all of it, all the goblins, and you see it shatter in front of you, uh, and you look over and see Victoria. I'm just giving him a thumbs up, and I go, "Nice, sweet." Give me some finger guns. Uh, so Brian, you're good for this round, uh, and Cecil, they start to raise a ladder, and it crashes in front of you. Good, uh, bring it. Roll me an initiative check. Is it my turn or Brian's turn? Well, well, Brian, if you'd like to do anything, you can. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Brian catches his breath. Uh, okay, that is a 16. Okay, you beat them to the jump. Uh, what would you like to do? Well, there's one <laughs> fatal flaw in their plan. It's that ladders are very susceptible oh to lightning. Uh, oh, lightning no. strikes. Um, you see this one gingerbread goblin down there that has like an eye patch. And he goes, ah, fuck! 
fuck? We didn't think of this. Point, I just point my wand at the feet underneath where they're raising the ladder. <laughs> you see the goblins that are like preparing to climb up, look behind them, and they're just like shaking their head like, please, no, don't make me do it. And they're like, go, go. Uh, and the lightning strikes and the ladder bursts into flames. <laughs> Since you also destroyed the ladder, you won't have to deal with goblins next turn. But for this fifth round, Victoria, you see a ladder yeah. start to crash against the wall. Roll me initiative. Great. 17. That's going to win. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think just kind of like, it's just kind of sad at this point. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy. It's just kind of sad. You see that mustachioed toe just like, get, get wrecked. Really, I mean, they're just, wow, just depressing. I wasted the Theoden speech of Helm's Deep for this shit. And she's just going to point that her hand. That was badass, by the way. Thank you. And she's going to point her hand and cast Shatter again. Yep, uh, this this energy surrounds the ladder, and then you just see it squeeze in on it, and it just implodes. Um, I rolled a four for a magic, and the ladder is shattered. Uh, yep, you destroy the ladder. Uh, and Brian, for the last round, uh, roll me initiative. Twelve. Uh, they rolled a net one, so <laughs> yeah. uh, this ladder lowers, but you you get the jump on these goblins. So if you'd like to do something before they get up there, you can. I'm gonna cast. Um, Bro, what, what if you just, like, tilted the ladder? What if you just, like, I know, pushed it off? I thought about it, but it didn't seem cool. Okay, great. I put my... Um, That's so I cool. Put, Are you kidding me? I put my I put my hands on my hips victoriously, and I put one foot on the ladder, and I kick it forward away from the wall. <laughs> this is Sparta. All right, give me a strength check. <laughs> yeah, this is Sparta for sure. Um, That's a 14. All right, yeah. You calculate the, the correct distance and angle, and then... And you see the goblins go, ah, and they <laughs> fall into the moat below. Uh, and it looks like with your help, the forces have done a good job of keeping them off of the parapets. Uh, and you have successfully passed this event. Woo! And you guys make your way down the stairs, kind of catching your breath. Uh, and roll me a d20. Uh, depending on what you roll, you might have enough time to take a short rest. Who wants to roll? I rolled 16. Okay, with a 16, you have about an hour of downtime during this siege where, like, it looks like the forces are kind of keeping them at bay for a little nice. bit. Uh, so if you'd like to recover, if you'd like to uh, repair anything to recover some spells, you have a little bit of time. Okay. Uh, I am going to go ahead and cuddle monster. Okay. Can I take an hour to repair my shotgun? Yes, you can. Awesome. So, yeah, you get it repaired, and Carlet comes around to you guys, and he goes, he goes uh, you guys... You guys need anything else? You guys you guys feeling good right now? Well, I'm feeling great, I say, as I stick my hand into my khaki bag of tricks twice more. <laughs> we got some extra buddies. Uh, <laughs> also, how's the cake coming? The cake's coming. Uh, we got the base pretty much down. It's a really intricate construct, though, but we're we're slowly working our way towards getting it there. It definitely looks to have improved. It looks like they've cleaned off any of like the gray the grayish residue. Um, but yeah, you see a bunch of frog knights kind of crawling over it and placing fondant and and frosting all over so it uh, and sort of sticking pieces together <laughs> the mustachioed frog knight comes along again so we're uh, everything going well so far i think so all right good work we we appreciate your help on the parapets how's the queen doing the queen is uh she's a bit of a handful right now if i'm being honest why isn't she helping well she's been uh she's been a little shall I say, uh, lazy lately. 
kind of a bit detached, not really worried about much anything. She just kind of spends her time laying around, not really focusing on much. It's kind of nods off every this, now and this, then. This is a this is a worm tongue Theoden situation, y'all. Th- there's got to be something that's affecting her, right? Right? Who's who's like second in command for you guys? Um, I mean me. I put my baseball bat at insight him. check. <laughs> what the whoa whoa what the fuck? Okay, give me an insight check. Five. I, I I don't know why you might mistrust me, but I I I promise that I am uh, I'm I'm here to serve the queen, and I'm just worried about her condition. It's it's been a while. It's I mean probably ever since she uh ever since she lost her short bow. Her she she also lost a weapon. Also <sighs> what? Listen, we told you when we got here we're helping the salty court. Well, the salty court has also lost a weapon. Oh. Shit. Yeah. That's Titania not Titania lost her spear, and now you're telling me Ariel lost her short bow? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's been missing There's for a while. something fishy afoot. The problem is, without her weapon, without any of the Archfey's weapon, they have a harder time controlling their flavors. Uh. They start to mix and mingle, and it's not a great, but I, I think her missing her weapon is now resulting in her lackadaisical nature. Hmm. Okay. But I swear on my honor as Colonel Lollyhop that I am here Lollyhop. to serve the queen at, at whatever cost. Lollyhop. He gives a salute. That's so cute. And Carlick comes over to you guys and he goes, oh, oh by the way, um, I, I think they don't last that long, So, but I have another one of those uh, kind of experimental elixirs. If anyone wants to hold on to this, um, might be able to help you guys out. But uh, yeah, so here's this. I'm rocking a new And he one. hands over. Um... Got a couple of choices for y'all. Uh, a giant version of Fritz comes out. Fritz the duck. The f- How are you getting all these giant animals? <laughs> oh, and just wait. Uh, a giant Gertrude also appears as well. <laughs> um, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. Yeah. Cecil, as you as you say, like I'm rocking and rolling, and as you bring out these two more giant animals uh, that flap down next to you guys. Uh, Gertrude is kind of wriggling in the air and hissing uh, and Fritz just whack. As you guys kind of stand in the courtyard and Karlik offers this experimental elixir, you hear (laughs) this crash overhead and you guys all turn to look on the corner of the courtyard and you see one of the towers (gasps) on the edge is now crumbling Uh as you see this maniacal little goblin with like a headdress uh, that seems to have like animal pieces and stuff like that is like holding this staff high and cackling wildly as he sits on the back of a giant peep that no! has crashed into the side of no! this tower and is flapping against it wildly. And with that, class is dismissed. <laughs> what? Oh my god. <laughs> I knew I hated peeps. Hall and Dragons is Andy Dinehart as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thanks so much for listening to this session of D Hall and Dragons. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see a five-star review from you on whatever podcast platform you're listening on, and we would love even more to see a review and for you to share it with a friend. 
Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans in Japan, and our other music can be found in the episode description. And our artwork is done by the ever-talented Carolina Alvarez. Link to her stuff is in the description as well. Check it out. You will not want to miss out on it. Until next time, if you, like our heroes in this episode, are ever approached by a pack of wild animals, do not actually do what they did and try and interact with them. Just get the heck out of there. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next session. Last session on D Hall and Dragons, the students talked with Titania and Oberon and were told of the theft of the Queen's Spear of Salt by her sister Mab, the Queen of the Sourcoit. What? That was <laughs> Sourcoit. I saw it was Quart and pointing right next to each other, and it really fucked up my brain. Go I'm going to start over. I'm going to start over. Oi, hey, oi, you. <laughs>